Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Tuesday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Herdant Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, and you. Numbers to get in. Want to join us today at 489-1240, 489-1240, can dial up that way. Can email the show chris at halevarsity.com or play along at home or on your phone or wherever, uh, your laptop, your desktop. If you're pulling a Costanza and you've got a little fort blanket built underneath your desk at the office and the door's locked to hear us four to six god love you can do so with the hail varsity youtube channel subscribe to that can watch the show tweet at us that way as well with the hail varsity radio twitter feed at h varsity radio a couple of different facebook and twitter outlets as well kfor and away we go so mitch sherman from the athletic will join us we will talk Nebraska v. Northwestern. We'll talk Nebraska in the recruiting world as we inch closer to December signing day. Mitch has done a great job of reporting and following up with just where things are at with Carter Nelson, his roadie to Notre Dame. Mitch is in the know with all of that. So we'll talk with Mitch Sherman here in about 15 minutes. In hour two, it's going to be a Banner, Big Red Wrap-Up, it always is. We love talking with Jay Moore on Mondays. But tonight, two of our favorites, uh, Mike Babcock on Big Red Wrap-Up, and then Matt Verzel, uh, Mr. Verz. We're going to talk with Verz here in the 5 o'clock hour, get his take on the season, uh, just Nebraska's personality as a football team right now, and maybe a story or two from from Uncle Verz, because he he's a storyteller, man. He's got the gift, <clears throat> and love hearing from him. 489-1240. So some questions to ask and answer right now about Nebraska football. And, Elijah, you alerted this to me via Twitter. And let's give our friends a, a quick shout-out. The, the Twitter poll that's out there. Yeah, from Huskers Game Day. Yeah, Huskers Game Day. Good dude. Great follow, too. Yes, and... So he asked the question and put the poll up. If if someone gave you seats to the following, what would you rather have? Nebraska-Wisconsin volleyball Saturday or Nebraska-Northwestern football Saturday? And the poll is not really astounding when you look at the, the level of one team in their sport and the other team in their sport versus the two three and three teams that are kicking off on BTN at two thirty. Yeah, it's not not surprising I mean, whenever you look these, at the, the, the sale prices yeah, as well. The, the, the score is being wrapped. I, I ran into 
couple of folks at that cocktail party Saturday night. It's not like an a-hole, forgive me. That's what, that's what I was doing. But I was at a cocktail party with Buffy. and No, I, I, was, I was having a drink. It was cool. And, uh, you know, a guy's like, long-time listener. And he's like, you know what? I sold my volleyball seats. And what I got for each of them covered what my season ticket cost is. That's just how glorious and phenomenal Nebraska volleyball is. And it just kind of blew me away because usually, hey, if, if you can't go, usually you, you give them away for volleyball, for softball, in a lot of instances, baseball, hey, even sometimes football. football, sometimes basketball. Nebraska, a lot of Nebraska fans you know or the family friends aren't going to hammer you for face value or try and make five bucks extra off you. Typically, but that's just where kind of the the radar is at on a Tuesday right now as we take the temperature off of a buy. And there's a couple simple questions that you're not sure you know the answer to. And we'll hammer it out today. But can Nebraska play well? Nebraska football. Can Nebraska football play well after a win? And can Nebraska football play well after a buy against a Power Five conference team. And Elijah, right now, I mean, Nebraska football fan is happy that it's three and three. Nebraska football fan is unsure to trust <laughs> that, that it's going to be okay and Nebraska is going to do what they're supposed to do. And that's beat a team they've, they're favored over. By 12 and a half. They'll probably be favored over Purdue, six and a half or so. We'll see. Depends again, how the Northwestern game right, goes. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves versus the one rep at a time, one week at a time that Rule talked about yesterday. But but right now, I think there's there's some nervous excitement. There's some nervous energy. And take care of Saturday. Easier said than done against Northwestern. Take care of the following Saturday on FS1 against Purdue, because they've had your number. And then let's see how things shake out against Sparty as you get into November. You're thankful that Nebraska is in position to still see postseason. Uh, A lot of times it was going to have to be one of those, you got to win eight out of nine at this point in the season, in past seasons. Right now you're still uh, alive and and somewhat well. But bowl projection-wise... You've got the Vegas Bowl that has Rutgers and South Carolina and Wisconsin and UCLA. The Quick Lane, the Bulletproof Detroit Vest Bowl, uh, Minnesota and Bowling Green, Nebraska, Ohio. That's still a thing. The Guarantee Rate Bowl is out there. The Pinstripe Bowl has a projection on a couple of different sites. Nebraska, Miami in New York on the 28th of December. And then what's really cool is... Uh, This is from The Athletic, Nebraska, Missouri, or Missouri, in Nashville, Music City. Elijah, do you want to go to Nashville? Yes. Yes? What kind of question is that? I have not been to Nashville since I was eight years old. I don't own cowboy boots. I don't think I have to, but I would get a pair of cowboy boots and and a a cool hat from No Country for Old Men 
and and find my way to to Nashville for that bowl game. Oh, I, that would be I think it'd be incredible. Fantastic. We'd stay with Vogel. He doesn't know that yet. I, I mean, Nebraska played against Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. I know that that, that did not go well. Now. That did not go well. It was unfair. There was way too many Tennessee fans there. Well, it wasn't, wasn't fair. <laughs> a, lot, a lot hasn't been fair with Nebraska football. Let's, but uh, really fast, though, back to the, just this, this mood around Husker Nation right now. I it's, think, like, it's like, okay, you get, you get seven of these a year, and you're just not super – it's like once Michigan hit and he kept hitting you and kept hitting you and – You've been brought back to the, all right, I kind of give a damn with the Illinois win. Yeah. You've had a week off, and you've watched other great college football, but you're just you're still uncertain about Nebraska because they've, they've pulled the football on you, Lucy style, too many times. I just don't think, I, like, my gut tells me that that won't happen again, Elijah. I, my gut tells me that Nebraska's different and better. They're not elite. They're not great. But I think they're they're going to find a way to to, to find a postseason. I, I I would I would bet that right now. now. Let me ask this question to you. I mean, much has been made of the Husker volleyball ticket prices this weekend against Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. I've done some research on that. If you aren't aware, tickets are two hundred plus dollars, and and they haven't beaten those folks since twenty seventeen. And, and part of that is just because the. The, the fans in the stadium for at Devaney Saturday, they're not selling their tickets. There's just not that many no, available 8, out there. 600. So if you're going to pay, you're going to pay a premium. Guess the lowest price I can find for this Saturday at Memorial Stadium, Northwestern at Nebraska. You can find a seat for probably $25. Low. $15? $15 is the price to get in. And it's roughly the same right now for both the Purdue game and the Maryland game for the Iowa game. Uh, you get down into the $40 as the cheapest ticket. But that's kind of the mood around Husker Nation right now is – other things to do? I don't want to say other things to do. It's I don't think there's enough confidence in this Husker football team right now for people to go pay the premium to get into Morris Stadium to go watch a good football team, if you get what I'm saying. It's not that people don't want to go. Just people don't want to pay the premium to watch this team right now because what the offense is right now is frustrating. The defense is good. You know what you're getting? You're getting defensive, unexciting football from the Husker football team right now. And people don't want to pay a premium for that because they're not winning football games. Yet. I think a defensive football team that's going 9-3, and 10-2, and two, people are going to be willing to pay the, the face value for tickets to go watch that team. But as of right now, people just don't have enough confidence in what this team is to say, hey, I'm confident enough that Nebraska is going to get a win that I'm willing to go pay some extra money to go watch defensive football. It's just right now the, the product on the field it's better than it has been. It's still somewhat bland, and there's still just not that much confidence in the football team. Would a couple of wins in October and giving you some meaningful games in November, would that change the tenor? I think it would. Yes. If you can go beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Right now there's three teams in front of you that you're supposed to beat based on where they're at. Northwestern, they're Northwestern. It's as simple as that. I think they've exceeded some expectations this year, but they're still in a uh, under a head coach that likely only has one year before they rip everything up and try to go a new direction with Northwestern. You have a, a year one under Purdue that they're trying to make a, a massive switch from what they were under Brom to what they're going to be under Walters. And uh, they're they're experiencing some growing pains. They're not bad, but they're not great. And then you have Michigan State who is spiraling evidenced by their fourth quarter meltdown against Rutgers this past weekend. You have three teams in front of you that you should beat. And if Nebraska can beat all three, which would mean Nebraska's on a four-game winning streak. Nebraska's bowl eligible that? by the time you and I leave East Lansing at six and three. There's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs there. there, there but there if, if you're leaving East Lansing at six and three, what it leaves you is three 
important games in November, and Nebraska hasn't played truly important games in November in six years? They haven't, and they haven't won in November probably in, dear God, I mean, you got to go back to the Polini era, and it didn't always go well in November. Shive emails in. Shive, we love you. And you're not Buffy at the cocktail party. I was just referencing some sort of Schmidt's got his pinky in the air and he's hammering a martini uh, reference where oh, I was at a cocktail party Saturday. That's the voice. We, That's we the, know you were getting a vodka lemonade and a martini. Glass. I was not. I was I was drinking straight whiskey and it was quite glorious. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was doing Saturday night. So uh, guilty as charged. Lars has responded. We may we may find Lars here in twenty minutes or so. But let's hear from Satterfield first and foremost, because there's there's kind of two elements at work here, Elijah. The the trust factor that you're right, that, all right, Nebraska fans don't want to get too ahead of themselves to be disappointed. Part of it also is just, it's it's hard to watch, and, and that's a, a reality. And uh, Satterfield touches on that. And um, he uh, cut 17 here from Sat here. The offense right now isn't to plan, but it is kind of a necessary evil to try and score enough points and get a win. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, it's, it's painful at times to watch. I get it. Like, it's painful for coaches to watch because we, we put a lot of time into this and we have a picture of how we want it to look and it doesn't always look that way. But it's so, we were having so much fun. Like, there's ups, there's downs, uh, but it's fun to come in each week and kind of figure out how we're going to utilize what we have and attack whoever we're playing and see the guys kind of adapt their roles and put their, you know, their, their blueprint on the, on the plan. So it may not be high flying and scoring 80 points right now, but it's a heck of a time. And it's a lot of fun because it's a bunch of, it's a group of dudes doing it together that are on the same page. They're just doing, willing to do whatever is needed to win. Like Billy Kemp wants to catch 12 balls a game. He comes up to us for the game. And he's like, I don't care if I catch a effing ball all night he goes I'm gonna block my you know I'm gonna block my butt off and whatever we had to do to win coach it's just little things like that it's fun to be around these guys did you hear the multiple self-censors that Satterfield he did he had had to slam the brakes on and say "Eh." twice twice Twice. (laughs) yeah and and I think you know what though I think Nebraska fans can appreciate that 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 grittiness and 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 selflessness I think I think you absolutely have that and the the thing that made 09 a little bit more bearable was the absolute freak show on the other side of the foot. You got to see a star ensue, and you got to see a star-riddled defense play at an, just an immaculate level. You're seeing a, a defense play their butt off and have fun and be really good. So that's one side of the ball, but that's another thing. When we're talking about Northwestern seats at $15, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the offense, there's just not a lot of faith right now that it's going to make a jump where it doesn't have to be uh, style points and beautiful, but you're just you're just limited. You're just absolutely limited. Hey, if it's going to be 74 degrees, man, Saturday, it might be the last rodeo of 70-degree weather, we're going. We, You know we're going, but it's – it's it's fall football. It's October. It's going to be beautiful, and you're just going to kind of get through the offensive side. And who knows? Maybe Nebraska 
off of the bye week, puts another win together, back-to-back conference wins for the first time and don't say it. And, and maybe Nebraska continues to, to go the right direction by any means necessary, good, bad, or ugly. And, and I think there's, there is an appreciation for that. It's just not super, super watchable right now, which I don't care. I mean, I, I think there is some beauty in the, in the, uh, the struggle. And, well, what are you, what are you grinning at me for? I, I don't think there's, there's beauty in the struggle. There's, the, there's, the physicality is a beautiful thing. I think there's, where you beat the hell out of one another. I mean, it's big, embrace your Big Ten, cowboy. Sure, embrace your Big Ten. I, I wouldn't call it beauty in the struggle, but I'd, I'd say there's beauty that the struggle is leading to different results. That's where the beauty part, lies. That's part of the... You have to get used to what this team is and what this team looks like, and you have to understand it's not going to be pretty all the time, but if it can lead to results. Husker fans aren't convinced it's going to lead to results, but you have three massive opportunities in front of you to prove to Husker mm-hmm. fans it's going to lead to results, and we're going to play meaningful games in November. It's just about going out there and executing and getting your job done, because I think you, you, you have the advantage on Northwestern. Mitch Sherman weighs in next with The Athletic. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, talking big red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hale Varsity Radio. Back to you, it's Hale Varsity. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal can find us on StreamYard, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter. And uh, Nebraska, Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, volleyball. That's uh, where you're going to spend a lot of money to go watch Saturday night. Mitch Sherman joins us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how are we doing? Good to spend a few minutes with you. Thanks for the time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I'm going to spend some uh, spend some time Saturday night at the Devaney Center and Maybe not spend a whole lot of money to get in there, but the, the uh, media credentials should work just fine. Well, good on you. Good on you. And it's going to be a, a insane atmosphere. And that's kind of where the buzz is this week is Nebraska-Wisconsin Nebraska, versus Nebraska-Northwestern. And I, I totally get it just because of where uh, each pro, you know where, where the programs are at. Uh, right yeah, now, I, I I was talking to John Cook in the hallway today when Tony White was at the podium. No, no, uh, no offense to Coach White and the defensive coordinator, but not, I I missed the the announcement uh, as it as it happened about the new black shirts that have been handed to Phelan Sanford, Nick Henrich, and Jamari Butler. But uh, was able to catch up and 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 I didn't miss Coach Cook out in the hallway. So uh, it's a, a, a win both ways. It was, and we were just talking a little bit about you know the, taking the temperature right now with the Nebraska fan base from a football standpoint. They are, I think, they're excited that you beat Illinois. Obviously, you're you're happy about that if you're a Nebraska fan. You're happy to be three and three. You understand that it's kind of a work in progress on on the offensive side, but you're still not ready to give yourself that comfort of thinking, "Hey, October is going to go okay," just because it hasn't in a while. It definitely has not. Nebraska's been one and five or zero oh and six in the second half of four of the last six seasons. You can digest all of those numbers. If you can't, I can boil it down and say it's been really bad. 
Or as Matt Rule said on Monday, it's been abysmal for Nebraska in the second half of, of recent seasons. And his explanation for that is not anything offensive or defensive. It's not about uh, a failure to run a scheme uh, for him. And, and, you know, he's not been here through any of it, but he is extremely well-educated and has, has, has gone to to lengths to talk to players who have been a part of this. And I, I think some staffers who remain with him who've been a part of this, even people in the athletic department, he's covered all of his bases. And, and you know, his assessment is that the main reason that Nebraska has struggled in the second half of seasons is because it's not focused on the moment at hand. And it's always looked big picture. And, you know, we know in several of those seasons, the big picture has involved uh, the topic that no one could get away from, which was the job security of the coach, of the head coach, or you know maybe it was a coordinator in a certain year. But um, regardless, Rule feels that it's essential for Nebraska not to think about maybe what it saw on Saturday during the bye week when there were games on TV and the players may have been watching Wisconsin and Iowa, and you can think, man, both of these teams look beatable. They're both on backup quarterbacks, or you can watch Maryland and maybe they're not really the, the, the best team on the second half of the schedule. Who knows? I mean, I could make an argument after watching football Saturday that Nebraska is, is, is uh, capable of running the table. Now, I don't think that you or me or anyone else believe that's going to happen between now and Black Friday, but there's not a great team left on this schedule. Matt Rule doesn't want to hear that. You know, he wants to, his players entirely focused on Northwestern. And not just that, he wants them mad. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't want this team to feel good about a win beyond maybe the 24 hours after that game. And, and that's not, that's paraphrasing him. He didn't mm-hmm. say, I don't think he wants them feeling bad, but he wants them to have a chip on their shoulder. He wants them to be angry and have something similar to the mentality that they carried into the week after Michigan embarrassed Nebraska and they went and had a great week of practice before winning on the road at Illinois. I'm going to take care of this crack real quick. Mitch, I'll dial you back up in two seconds if that's okay, but there's a there's a little interference coming in the back of the line. I'm going to get that fixed. All right, Mitch, we'll talk in a moment. Sorry, Elijah's making an executive decision and is going to, uh, to, to blow up Mitch Sherman here on the horn. So we'll have more with Mitch Sherman from The Athletic in just a moment. Uh, Walter chimes in. Nebraska has 38 penalties for 320 yards through six games. Would like to see those numbers come down the second half of the season. And look at that efficiency. Already got Look at back. you. Wow. Mitch Sherman continues with us here on Hale Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman. Mitch, uh, well put just a moment ago. I want to get your take as you get the recruiting pulse. Uh, a lot's been discussed and made. Nebraska fans always eyes and ears on recruiting. Carter Nelson, a superior talent, and uh, he found his way to touchdown Jesus. I know you've done a lot of reporting and uh, some some legwork, Mitch, with uh, just that situation. Yeah, you're referring to the uh, Ranchland Western. Uh, uh, yes, I, I want a scarf like I, I see in Yellowstone, uh, like Rip wears, and I want a, I want a cowboy hat. I don't. I mean, I, I think they would have one that I could pull off. Hey, if everything goes as planned with Carter Nelson in December and he signs with Nebraska on the dotted line, maybe a, a, a good place to base uh, 
the signing day coverage from could be Ranchland Western in, in Ainsworth, Nebraska. Let's do it. Set up a, I mean, you can set up a remote, and I'll come out, and we'll get the owner on who sold Matt Rule his parka and uh, mystery hat that he wore on the sidelines at, at Ainsworth High School on, on Friday night as, as – uh, the Bulldogs, I believe it is, took yes. on took on uh, Boyd County, and it was a forty to nothing win that Matt Rule and Josh Martin uh, saw and uh, continued their their pursuit of Carter Nelson. And it is a pursuit, even though he's been committed to Nebraska since June. There is reason still to have to recruit him hard because Notre Dame hasn't stopped, and Notre Dame was was at his game in in Elgin, Nebraska, um, a big class uh, class D two battle. And uh, then he made a trip uh, two weeks later, which was this last Friday night, out to South Bend to watch the Irish host USC. And it couldn't have been timed better for Notre Dame to bring uh, a top recruit. And, and he is just about the top target left on Notre Dame's board for this 2024 class, uh, or right near the top. So um, not just a priority for Nebraska, but a huge priority for Notre Dame. And uh, he returned, came back to Nebraska, uh, still committed to Nebraska. He'll be at the game on Saturday against Northwestern. But uh, there's a battle ahead before the December 20th early signing period opens. It's Mitch Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Mitch, I've kind of seen the sentiment online from a lot of people that, that you know what, in today's day and, air, day and age of college football with the transfer portal and with the 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 seeming notion that commitments mean less and less as the years goes on that you shouldn't be paying attention to recruits up until the signing day and they put that pin to to, to paper is that how you feel about recruiting right now is there less importance because of the transfer portal and because of the the tendency of kids to flip-flop before signing day is that a, a fair sentiment that some fans have well, I think that's frustration. You know, I think that's, you know, if you're at Alabama or Georgia, you're a fan of those programs or Ohio State or Michigan, and you've got recruiting classes that are ranked in the top five, and I'm sure Nebraska fans would feel the same way. Uh, you know, you're, you're every bit as invested in recruiting and, and who's committed and, and who's on the board as, as fans have ever been. I mean, yes, the, the transfer portal is a reality of, of college football, but, you know, players can't transfer from your school if they, unless they sign there and attend the school in the first place. So getting your foot in the door, well, it may be more difficult, and it is more difficult than ever now today to retain the services of a, of a great football player for four years and you know, have him have, enjoy the, the kind of career that you know, Tommy Frazier or Indomitian Sue did at Nebraska. Uh, you, you, know, you can't even get down that path unless you recruit the guy to begin with. I mean, sure, you can get him from the portal, but I, I don't think it's the right attitude to just say, well, we're not going to care about recruiting as fans because we'll just focus on getting that player from the portal. No, you want him, you want him as a freshman. You, know, you want to be the program that, uh, that develops that player, and that's part of the reason that recruiting is always of such interest to college football fans because there's the promise – of something great that could happen. You know, you don't really think about whether a guy's going to end up in the portal um, when, <laughs> when you're recruiting him, uh, unless you're just a, a fatalistic in your um, <laughs> entire life view of, of how sports works. And, you know, I guess some Nebraska fans probably have reached that point. Mitch, uh, let's get to, to Nebraska Northwestern for, for just a moment and, I guess, kind of gauge where, where Nebraska may – have an advantage, and, and what do you think 
offensively here? Can Nebraska take or make a, a jump from Illinois from bye week to be a little more refined? I think they can. And this is going to be a test of this team. Uh, you know, we've seen the team, this team struggle in individual games when it's had some success. And I, I think specifically to the end of the Minnesota game. When Nebraska, you know, there were times in that game where Nebraska needed one play to put that game away. You know, whether it was a stop on fourth down you know, or, or a 20-yard a, a gain or even just a first down moving the sticks on a couple of its last drives. And obviously none of those things got done. And then you see Nebraska struggle after it, it came off of its first win uh, when Northern, when, with the Northern Illinois win. And, and you think, okay, Louisiana Tech's coming into town. Nebraska can make, a, make quick work of this and, and, and move on to Michigan without having a whole lot of stress. And you know, there were some struggles in, in beating Louisiana Tech that, that Saturday. And then Nebraska goes to Illinois, and it's got a 17 nothing lead uh, at halftime. And you get to the fourth quarter. And really, it was going to take one play, again, much like Minnesota, to win that game. And you didn't even necessarily need to be in the fourth quarter of that game with, with the need to make a play. You could have ended that game in the third quarter if you're Nebraska. And you know, none of those things happened, and they had to get a defensive stop in the last couple of minutes to finally put that thing out of reach. So my point in, in, in reciting all of this is that Nebraska has a hard time dealing with success. So a hard time dealing with, um, with with completing the task at hand. So I go into Northwestern thinking, yeah, Nebraska's got physical advantages. Um, they have they have edges at different places all over the field. This is not the Northwestern team that was led by Peter Skaronsky last year in, in Dublin. And that was a 1-11 team, by the way, that, that beat Nebraska um, a year ago. Just amazing to, to think that. But it was. That was Northwestern's only win a year ago. Um, so we're not talking about a good team, but um, this team, you know, despite being three and three, I think is not as talented as that Northwestern team. Mm-hmm. So it speaks to the job um, that this this Northwest this makeshift Northwestern coaching staff uh, has had David Braun and, and his group have done in, in guiding these guys. And, and they're going to come in hungry. Um, they're going to come in kind of like a wounded animal. And you know, it'll be dangerous for Nebraska if if the Huskers don't come out of this bye week with their attention in the right place. Mitch Sherman with The Athletic. Mitch, we'll check in soon. Thanks for the time today, bud. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Big uh, thanks to Mitch Sherman. Matt Verzel coming up here next hour. As if you check us out on the stream, Hale Varsity YouTube channel, you can see Lars Anderson, my dear Lord, wearing a corn head. And I'm going to say a, a non-clip-on tie. Lars, what's up, man? Thanks for, for giving us a few minutes today. Keep the corn head on, man, and make Nebraska fans <laughs> proud again. No, I, I, just, like, uh, I, I like the hair, though, too. Wanted to uh, emphasize, keep the faith, everybody. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. I am. I'm uh, in my office here at Alabama where I, uh, I'm, I'm on faculty, and they're really kind to me. I only have to be down here uh day a week and uh if i if i had a stronger arm i could hit the front steps <laughs> of bryant denny stadium but um but yeah you know uh i think you know how how are you how are you gauging how are you gauging the season brother how are you gauging so far three and three we talked a month ago and it was you know we'll see right now nebraska's still 
you know, puncher's chance to get to postseason, bud. And, and what I love is that they're playing hard. Yeah. The effort level is there. And um, I'm sure you have uh, seen and everybody who's a Nebraska fan has seen Matt Rule's speeches. Right. Oh, my God. We got it queued up, man. Yeah, he has <laughs> he has the gift. And I know his dad uh, is a preacher and and he inherited that silver tongue. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's like I want to get out there and play, you know, and uh, I, I just the more you sort of analyze what he is doing the more you believe, or at least I do, that he is absolutely the right guy for this job. Lars Anderson with us. Uh, Lars Anderson, of course, host of the uh, radio in the noon to two window on the Bama flagship station, New York Times bestselling author, multiple times over at Lars Anderson 71 on Twitter. He's joining us live, the video stream today from his office at the University of Alabama talking a little big red football there's also this aura of of excitement with all right they're they're finding a way so they're they're making dinner with what's in the pantry and and it's not necessarily prime grade and that's not a knock on the kids it's just a transitional reality of of what they are on offense and their strength is defense and that's where they're going to lean and and you've seen teams You've seen that more than most in the SEC, where you, where you have a team that may not be pretty on offense, but man, they're loaded on defense. It reminds me, uh, and I'm not overemphasizing this, but there's been some LSU teams or even some Alabama teams that have been weaker on one side of the football or a work in progress on one side of the football. And guess what? The defenses will go dominate. All right, let me ask you guys a quick question. Is there more uh, natural talent? Is there more stars in general on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball? Who? Or is well, it about even? You have that's you have. I'm guessing it's about even. I think it's even. I think you've got you've got. I'll say this, and Elijah. For, back me up here. You have some guys that are playing up to their stars more so on the defensive side. Yeah. Than you do on the offensive side. Would you would you also agree that defense is more about effort than offense? Because offense it's precision, it's execution. Defense is like getting off a block and just running down, running to the ball. It's it's effort, 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 effort. That's why Nebraska is so good right now on defense. They're playing a little freer. These kids kids, uh, give a they give a crap. They give a crap, and they hadn't for the last couple of years, you know, in, in uh, to a degree, mm-hmm. to a degree. And I just think that is a reflection that they believe in Matt Rule. They believe in uh, the coaching staff. Uh, do I think the coaching staff maybe needs to be tinkered with? Possibly. Uh, too soon. But, I think it's too soon. Yeah, 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 I, yes. But uh, uh, I just – I'm, I'm just so impressed because when you are a first-year head coach coming into a big-time program like Nebraska, 
well, like Nebraska used to be, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, You've no idea the amount of crap I get from people here, right? Uh, people are giving me shirts that says Nebraska is a volleyball school. Hey, and, dude, if you had volleyball, calling my nickname is Volleyball Anderson. Volleyball Anderson. Hey, what, what did you quote me, Elijah? Nebraska and Wisconsin one-two matchup Saturday night after the Nebraska. Northwestern game Saturday. What are, what are tickets going for that? Two hundred plus, Lars. Two hundred bucks for a volleyball ticket. And what what can you get into uh, Nebraska Northwestern for? Fifteen dollars. <laughs> volleyball, Lars. I love it. That's yeah. but, but Lars, give me what is the mood with this year? It's Nebraska down in Alabama. That the mood you get. Do people care that Matt rules the head coach? What's the vibe? Because from here in Nebraska, people are starting to think that. Alabama looks mortal based on, on how they've looked this season. I mean, Arkansas gave him the scare of a lifetime on Saturday. The mood around here is, man, is it the downfall of Nick Saban? Has NIL and the transfer portal changed how he has to do things? And is, has the game passed him by? And I don't think anyone's going to necessarily say that about Nick Saban, but that's kind of the question mark is, what is where is his future in the, the grand scheme of college football? That's what it is here. What's the, the vibe with Nebraska down in Alabama? Well, uh, so... Uh, I, there's like uh, we've like eight, sh- eight eight different stations in mm-hmm. the uh, in the network of, uh, of 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 our of our radio thing, and our flagship is in Tuscaloosa, and so I uh, I, I, <laughs> I talk about Nebraska nonstop, and <laughs> so right, now I am I'm, I am hearing uh, from Nebraska fans. Uh, and, and Nebraska people, and I think I've like hopefully turned some. In in the, the they look, I think everybody in the nation recognizes that college football is better when Nebraska is an elite program uh, for multiple reasons. Um, one, it's it's the fan base. People absolutely adore Nebraska fans. I, I've not heard since I've been living in the South and now we're approaching 15, 17, 18 years. I've not heard anybody say a negative thing about Nebraska fans. And I will get people coming up to me uh, who were at the 71 Orange Bowl when Nebraska pounded uh, Alabama like 38 to 6. And and uh, I had a, a woman give me a <laughs> a garter belt. From that game that had a uh, that had a uh, beat Nebraska sign on it, and she actually she was like eighty five years old. And I saw her at a bar, okay, and uh, she, she really uh, Did she buy you a drink, Lars. She did, but I also had to pull that off of her leg. Oh. I did use my hands, and it was, I was not handsy. No, that's, handsy that's fine. I, we just need, we need, a, we need a little story. We need a story. I was very delicate. Hopefully your, uh, your listeners can see me. I was very <laughs> – it was not – No, I get it, Lars. No, she asked you to do off. it, and, and she bought you a drink <laughs> yes. to get you to do it. <laughs> And now that is is sitting in my office, in my home office in, in, in Birmingham. You got that thing in a display case now. <laughs> New York Times bestseller, New York Times bestseller, New York. I mean, you got about fifteen of those and garter belt, right? Just yes. on the wall of fame. Yeah, it's yeah because it's the garter belt for. Uh, hang tight, we got Nebraska can be. Hang tight, we got a quick timeout. 
And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, it's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Herdat Sports, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Hurdle. Lars Anderson with us in the stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Reminder about your friends at Dyer Law. If you've been injured in a personal injury accident, you can count on Dyer Law to provide you with the helping hand you need no matter what you're dealing with. Call Dyer Law in the team today at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.law, Dyer.law, to chat with a trusted professional about your about your personal injury claim. Dyer.law, that's Dyer.law, 402-393-7529. We have talked Nebraska. Lars is a big rule believer. Get it? There's a garter belt story in there. Now you're showing photos of you and Roger Craig. Roger Craig's brother calls us. Three or four you gave times. it away. This is supposed to be a surprise. Well, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Wanted, yeah. but, but, right. but, but, but Roger's brother, Artez, calls us from the road. He's an over-the-road trucker whether in the Midwest, and he'll call to talk and shoot the breeze about Nebraska. I love the picture of you and Roger Craig. you got to be watching yeah. on the so, uh, yeah, YouTube I, channel. Uh, I think uh, this is from 1981. Sure. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And uh, I am wearing a shirt that says, Norwegians have more fun. Okay. And, uh, and Roger Craig is uh, is uh, uh, nice enough to uh, sort of get put his arm around me. And uh, and then I, I got like 30 of these in my office. Uh, okay. Just I just because uh, I, I have to remind my students, and this is uh, the Sports Illustrated cover uh, of uh, when Tom Osborne won his uh, national Miami. championship, and yeah. yeah, in in Miami. Um, I, I think for Nebraska fan, that's probably the most iconic SI cover that there is. But um, now I show these to to my students, and I really I'm saving for my kids when they get a little bit older to actually show them that Nebraska hasn't sucked forever they're, they're, wor- <laughs> they're working their way out of out of that uh, that tier and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to northwestern Lars, i've got 90 seconds big brother and we'll do this sooner rather than later again thanks for giving us time how you feel about tennessee and and uh, bama this week uh, i think alabama is going to play really well um, they have issues on the offensive line, issues on uh, the the um, the defensive line as well, but it's specifically a left tackle. They went and got this uh, kid. Uh, last name is Proctor. He was the number one recruit in Iowa. You guys probably remember that. Yeah, he oh flipped yeah, yeah. At the Last second, flipped at the last second, and he can't block anybody to save his life right now. And uh, all my buddies in, in Alabama are saying it's because the level of high school football in the Midwest is horrible when it comes Disagree. to – Yeah, okay, yeah. So he, he, he wasn't ready for prime time, but, they, but Caden Proctor, like they, they got nobody else to ride with. Right, and, and you don't, the, the thing is you don't, you don't start him as a, as a Fred freshman or a redshirt freshman. <laughs> well, well the, the issue that Alabama has – and this is everybody else too. There's no depth yeah. because uh, if you're not starting at Bama, you're out. Yeah, the transfer portal, you're done. Uh, and so um, the, the 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 problems of uh, the current state of college football are afflicting Alabama as hard as anyone. And this is an imperfect Alabama team, mm-hmm. no question about it. But to me, it's almost the, the most enjoyable because. 
they could win the every last game that they play this year and win the national championship, or they could lose out <laughs> to everyone. And I was like, and I tell my friends here, like, hey, welcome, welcome to what it's like to be a Nebraska fan. Lars, we love you, brother. Be good, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Elijah. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Herd at Sports. We welcome in uh, Husker Standout and coach over at Scott, Matt Verzel, pizza man going on. Verz, how's your week? Uh, what'd you do during the bye? You know, Schmitty, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. We had you know plenty of stuff new. There's those that are in restaurant, no catering goes in waves. We had a bunch of catering and got some stuff fixed that needed fixed and got some prep work done for the high school football season and away we go. I love it. So I was talking with uh, my friend Mitch Sherman. It sounds like uh, there's a pepperoni pizza with a Sherman last name, correct? There is. There is. I, uh, I had I made a bet with Junior Sherman because <laughs> they were feeling pretty confident about a football game that we won't mention. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't think that's going to go your way, little man. And he was very steadfast in it. If Dad wasn't been there, I probably would have got a little bit better odds, but he kept but he kept asking for, for less and less, so we, we settled and we made the bet. Well, you're a, you're a man of your word. I love it, uh, Verz. And, hey, so how are you betting this second half of the season with Nebraska? I'm, I'm interested to kind of get your gauge on the first half, and I really enjoyed Coach Rule's presser yesterday and in today's session with the players. I mean, they are, they are zeroed in at least – verbally uh, right now with the the one game one day at a time thing Uh, fans and media we can uh, kind of fast forward a little bit and play the numbers game as you have an outlook here uh, what do you think so far and what do you think uh, before that finish line well when the season started it's it was a thing that I everybody gets these these grandiose visions, right? They, they want, you know, CFP and conference championships and all that stuff. And I said, let's, let's back her down here a little bit, okay? Let's just look at this as two full football seasons. Okay, so if you can get to three and three in your first half, you can get to three and three in your second half, you've earned the right for 15 more practices, a bowl game that Nebraska fan will spend more money at than, than any bowl has ever seen in its life. They will sell more gear. They will drink more beer. They will, you know, early prediction is it's Vegas. There will be many a fortune lost in Vegas that day. Mm-hmm. But just get to that point because now your, your brand is going to be different than sitting at home watching everybody play, okay? So you've made it through the first half. Did it go the way everybody thought? No, probably not. Did you have opportunity to make it a lot easier on yourself? Yes. Okay? You, you learned at Minnesota – that, that your errors are still lingering. You learned at Colorado that you kind of got caught in the moment and then death may be the problem. You handled the two in the middle that you needed to. 
Michigan, you're just straight up not in that caliber yet. Your your goal is to get there. And everybody seems to forget that, that Harbaugh, after year four, the Michigan fan base wanted him fired. They wanted him gone on to the next one. And now that's going pretty good for them. And then Illinois, a little bit of a disappointment. I thought they would be a better team. So you survived that. You got to three and three. Was it pretty? Not at all. Not even remotely. But you're there. You found a way. So all those things you used to be able to not do, which was find a way to win a game, now you're doing that. So now you get into the back half. Northwestern, not exactly a world beater. Purdue, not a world beater. Michigan State, complete, who, who knows well, what's going on there. Maryland, just got beat by the only team you beat. Transverse property does not work in football, but hey, it is what it is. Wisconsin, that spread, run and gun offense really isn't taking hold. And then Iowa. So, so on your back half of your schedule, nothing in that is impossible. I thought Rule had a brilliant line. We can beat everybody on our schedule remaining, but they can also beat us. So you just got to go out and perform now. And guys got to step up. The next big line for me is the Michigan State game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Michigan State game. Because at that point in time, now you're into the redshirt freshman, you can play four games rule. Mm-hmm. And a bowl, okay? So, so you go play Northwestern, you go play Purdue. Now you can, you can almost have a recruiting session inside of your, your recruiting session because you can play a lot of these young kids. And you might find some of them go in and are better than what you've been starting. And then they get to play more. So it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity for Nebraska. Is it pretty? No. Should we expect it to be pretty? No. But should we expect it to continue to just slowly kind of chug along and progress? Yes. Matt Verzel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio at Verz 51. You can watch him tonight along with Mike Babcock on Big Red Wrap-Up. Excited to watch tonight and see the fellas and you guys talk some Big Red Ball. Is there a sense of satisfaction as a coach or even a player if it is gutted out, you grind it out, versus that, that aesthetic, aesthetic beauty, the, the gritty v. pretty that we've heard Will Bolt talk about on the football field. Uh, I think there's a mindset shifting, not from the fans per se, but just the coach is like, dude, you got to find a way to win. That's, that's what's ultimate. You as a coach and as a player, that's all you want's the dub. But uh, from, from your vantage point, do you appreciate the grittiness? The, the beauty of athletics in, in an era gone by was just the W, okay? Did we get a W or did we get an L? And somewhere along the line, we, we've gone astray. We need to, it's it's got to be by so many points. Does it have to do with gambling? I don't know, probably. <laughs> but if you don't want to bet on a line, then just bet the money line, you're fine. But... When you get back to just the win being the thing, here's the only question you need to ask after a game, and I, and I would love the players to do this when, when they get in and media's talking to them, like, oh, well, it was this, that, the other, but it was, you know, this didn't work and that didn't work. Dead, dead look that report in the face and say, we won. We won the game. That is all that matters to me. That's, that's when you know you're cooking with peanut oil, right? You're doing, you're doing things. In a great manner. I don't care if they outgame. Everybody laughs at, at Iowa. They got 500 yards in punt and they got 250 yards in offense, whatever it is. They won. 
they, they went to Camp Randall and won for the first time in a long time. You give me wins, they can be by a point, they can be by 50 points. That's a win, okay? And Nebraska desperately needs to get back to a winning culture. Just winning the game. Ugly, pretty, gritty, whatever you want to call it. Just win. Verse, interested to, to get your thoughts on the psychology part, how, how, how you think rules handled a team. And he laid it out there yesterday quite a bit with the, the, the scar tissue, for lack of a better term, with the, the, the coverage and attention Nebraska football has gotten for a number of years. It's just been a different era uh, from a result standpoint with that attention. The, the eyeballs have always been there. The voices in the grandstands have always been there. But now you have technology a part of it. And, you know, what's your reaction to, to players maybe hurt a bit by criticism? Here's the deal. If, if you're to this day, okay, to this day, there's two pieces of information that I've taken in my life that, that have helped me a ton. My good buddy, Seth Regan, his father, Dennis, may he rest in peace, said, newspapers are written for a reason, to sell. Okay? So, so they're going to do things in there that are going to try to generate revenue. they, they got to generate, in today's era, it's clicks. Right? And it's nothing against people that write. They have a job to do. They like doing their job. And then another guy, Tom Osborne, said, don't read the paper. <laughs> so I haven't read the paper since college. So I, I don't read them. So if, if you're a player and you're worried about that stuff, then, then you have other insecurities you need to you need to handle, right? People are going to criticize you your whole life. I had a guy in here the other day criticized me. He said I thought I was in a bad mood. I said, buddy, right now I'm trying to just, I'm like a duck. Like internally everything is going every other direction, but I apologize if I walked away from your table too soon. But I got two toilets backing up. I got a machine that just broke. And now my air conditioner doesn't know if it wants to be on heat or cold. So it, it's, it's freaking out literally right now. Like this whole thing could internally combust. But I'm trying to keep it together. Let him be mad at me. I said, yep, you're right. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible human being. I got it. I, I get it. So just developing that thick skin where you don't really care what people think is, is probably the, one of the more invaluable things that, that I've developed over my life is just, there's certain times where you can be mad at me. I just don't care. You can think I suck at what I do. I, I don't care. And then I know what I am. I know the people that I value in my life, what they think of what I do, and then just go from there. Matt Verzel's with us. Catch him, of course, uh, Husker Hangover on Sunday mornings at Husker Hangover. can follow that on Twitter. Paisan's Pizzeria at Verse 51 on Twitter. Big Red Wrap-Up tonight along with Mike Babcock. A couple more minutes with uh, Matt Verzel. Verz, Do I get Babs tonight? You get Babs tonight, man. Nice. Nice. Babbers is going to rock the sport coat, and he's going to be smiling, and uh, I can't wait to watch both you guys. Are just... there any rules in that thing? Like you have to wear a dress shirt? You know, I don't, brother, I've not ever been. So you're going to have throwing, to. I'm throwing a curveball tonight. We're going to have some fun. Oh, are, you, are we going tanked? What are we doing here? What are we, what? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not McAfee. I, I can't rock the tank top. I'm, I'm far too, I'm far too Slovak to wear, to wear tank tops. There's too much, too much body hair involved there. Um, 
I'll probably I'll, I'll have a jacket on, but okay. under the jacket might be a little different than everybody's used to. I love it. Uh, would it surprise you if a guy like Macavica would roll up in a tank top on on TV? No, but he would probably tuck that into us. Like you know, most of us like wear a tank top. You let it lay loose. Mm-hmm. Joel will tuck every shirt ever made in, like t-shirt tucked into gym shorts. No, he, he was that no, guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, still is. Did you ever have a talk with him about it? <laughs> well, he doesn't care. <laughs> that may be what I learned not to care from. Joel, the only person Joel, the opinion Joel cares about is Joel. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So I want to talk. Joel just turned 50 the other day. Did he? Ooh, I'm going to have to text him. Yeah, he's old. Man, 5 oh, I'm, I'm a ways no, there. No, he's not. He's not 50. He's only like 40. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep this this live, vicious rumor going. Well, if you see Magavica, oh, uh, if you see Magavica, get him an ice cream cake, but make sure there's just the, the big 5-0 candle versus all 50 because it'll melt the cake verse. There you go. So, teammate, and, and I appreciate hearing about Jeff Sims and, and how he continues to, to battle, and Harburg's been – a guy who stepped in and, and continues to grow in confidence. Two guys that you are really close with and are close with, Tommy Frazier, Brooke Behringer. I want to ask you about uh, just Brooke and how he handled his role after having a, a starring role. What what did you what do you remember about that with with him and and of course as close with uh, Tommy as you are, uh, a guy that was the ultimate competitor. Yeah, it, it was. Man, to, to think back on it now, you were watching like two alpha competitors, both wanted to be the man at, at, at the time was the predominant university to be the man at, and to watch him handle it, you know, to, to see how to handle things like a grown man should, and the communication that went on with the coaches and, and all that kind of stuff, it was cool. Like it, like it was. You look back now, and you know there, there were you get done. There were rumblings behind the scenes, and words were said, and on both sides. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they were both able to put that away and say, "Okay, when I'm in there, I'm going to do the best for the other 119 guys on this team because that's what I have to do. I can't." question things that are made, decisions that are said, all this kind of stuff. I just have to go, 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 go do what I'm here for and play the game, play it better than anybody that's been here. And they both did it, and it was super cool, and they both did it in their own way. Um, and it was, you know, to watch the team, because you are on a tipping point there. If it goes bad or somebody handles that very immaturely and say, you know, the team sides with one guy and doesn't side with the other. Well, now you got a full-on debacle. Mm-hmm. And the coaches, the psychology that the coaches used in it, that the players used in it, like, it was really cool, high-level stuff that you don't appreciate till you get old. Mm-hmm. You look back like, man, I'm glad I did not have to deal with that situation. Four minutes with us here, Matt Verzel, Hale Varsity Radio. Well, have a little bit more time for Verz on the other side. We'll hear from Matt Rule in his latest rousing locker room speech against Illinois pregame and how it came to fruition. But more with Matt Verzel 
Love talking ball with him. Reminder for you to get buckled up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Behind the scenes from Matt Rule coming up. Behind the scenes from Dion. How did that go for the old buffs after the Stanford debacle? As uh, that video is out. Steven chimes in. He's been home since the beginning of hour two. He wants to see some deep verts from... Coleman on Saturday, take the top off. Also wants to see Teddy at left tackle. We shall see. Um, And uh, Walter, again, says the goal for next year's O-line, get nominated for the Joe Moore Award. That's a tall task. I I love the uh, optimism from Walter. Moore from Vers. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Vers talked with Coach McBride. We do every Monday. And Charlie was with Tomich at, at Illinois, and uh, that was a win. So Charlie made sure that, that we know that he was going to be with T.O. on Saturday in, in T.O.'s box. And he, Charlie is worried about his behavior. He's like, well, I got to be nice. I'm watching the game with Tom. Uh, is there a, is there a, I've heard a lot of Charlie stories, but I, I haven't heard a Charlie story from you. Is there one that, that is burned into your memory? Oh yeah. So when I was a red shirt freshman, um, you know, you're a scout team guy and I was the only center, but they always wanted to run two practice groups. So I would run one play, I'd run back, get another play and I just, the whole practice I just ran around. And Coach McBride is awesome. You know, he'd say, hey, thank you, you know, you know that sucks. Da, 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 da. There was one day where we're, it's a Thursday practice. We're not even in pads. Like, we're in sweatpants. And sitting there, and I got Meathead Raymakers and Meathead Prella <laughs> across the line from me. And we're doing goal line. Like, we're at the two-yard line. And they want to run scenarios. Well, I hear across the line of scrimmage is this. And I'm like, oh, no. No. As a scout team center, I know if I move that football at all, they are going to tee off on me. Like, they are going to hit me so hard, it's going to hurt for weeks. So they begin to spit loogies on my hand, thinking that I'm going to drop the ball, and then they can tee off a ha-ha funny. And so <laughs> we, we, we run the play. I don't move my hand. They're, now they're really there. So... I go back to our huddle, and McBride goes, do you want to get him to stop that? And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. And he reached in, and he grabs a little tin of Copenhagen, and he goes, here you go. And I was like, you want me to spit back at them? And he goes, do what you got to do. So I go, look at these two raging psychopaths. Now, at the time, before Dr. Panison fixed my teeth, I had this little gap in my teeth, in my two front teeth, so I could stream water out no problem. I take a dip, I start rubbing my lip just to get it all juiced up and get over the ball. And they're doing their thing, spit on my hand again, and they're just laughing. And I look up and I just kind of smile. And this is, you know, we're doing the hut, 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 and they shift around, hut, hut, hut. And, <laughs> and then they said some bad words that I won't say on your hair. And through my teeth, I just spit <laughs> a ray of chewing tobacco laser. Like I just. 
hosed it right in front of their faces. And they, I mean, it did not go well for me. But I got back up after I scraped myself off the ground, and I looked back, and McBride is just doubled over laughing because they have jumped outside and they have broken the rule. Now they have punishment, but that was that was so. He was he's great. He's a great guy. I'm glad he got to hang. Out. I think. Uh, Nate Turns, Burr was there with him, yeah. and uh, Toby, Toby as well. Yeah, Toby Wright, and yeah. I, I got to go back to the Superman stream, though. Did they yeah. have to run stairs and then come seek and destroy, or? It was just a walk-through day. They didn't have to do stadiums. Okay. They had to do, like, maybe sit-ups or up-downs or something. I don't remember. Hey, once once it got done, and I was out. I wasn't going to stand there and laugh at them. They got long memories, them two. They, they will remember. Well, put it this way. I went to Terry Canelian's beautiful wife, Lisa, had a 50th, Terry's 50th. I think their 25th anniversary, we catered the party from Paisan. Mm. It's like Rainmakers and, and Stinky Peterson and Pastor Field and, and it, the whole crew is out there. So I see Kev, I haven't seen Kev in, in 20 some odd years. He walks up and I'm kind of got my arms out, we're going to bro hug it out. He nut tapped me. And he said, that's for spitting chew in my eye. My God. (laughs) Elephant memory, brother. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, I'll get it again. Don't don't you you fret. I will get it every time I see him. (laughs) Well, uh, and that's that's cool. Uncle Charlie shared the the cope with you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. No, too. Not enough long cut crap. It was a real deal. I bet. Verz, we'll see you soon, bud. Always love catching up. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, boys. Be good. Gotta love him, Matt Verzel. Little Verz. That's great. We gotta talk to Charlie about that Monday. I mean, he did the sound effect and everything for us, Elijah, with... I mean, Perella was... Always kind of a teddy bear with us, especially when he was coaching. Just great to talk to. But people remember a <clears throat> darker side of, of Perella when they were going against him. And Raymaker was, you know, hilarious, spread in Norfolk. And you imagine those two guys just hawking big old loogies on his hand, trying to get him to, to flinch or, or, or misstep and, and, Verge is like, yeah, before the teeth got fixed, I was able to do the old cobra spray of, of chewing tobacco glory. <laughs> and he got him. You forgot, that's that's you, hilarious. You ever got chewing tobacco spit in your eye ever in your life? It sounds like a horrible experience. Uh, I, I, got it, I got it in my eye when my Jeep got wrecked. No way. Yeah, I remember that, that day my... Yeah, where you call me like 30 minutes before the show starts. Like, yeah, I got Yeah, can you smoked. handle the show today? I'm well, going no, to the I, hospital. I busted my wrist, yeah. And my dear old dad was there to make sure I was all right. And he's like, well, I thought you had a beer. No, dad, I'm not drinking and driving at 2.15 <laughs> in the afternoon to work. But no, I had a, a spitter in the middle console. Freak show turns left into oncoming traffic smokes me in the left wheel well and everything just goes slow motion in the air so yeah not only did i bust my wrist and my jeep got ruined but yeah i got i got uh, a little splash to the right eye yeah i'm just imagining those poor paramedics showing up yeah uh his car's wrecked we got to check out his wrist, and poor guy, he's covered in dip spit. <laughs> I, I, I it, it just, I, I used my sleeve. I was fine. It could have been a lot worse with the, with the, the spitter. Uh, and Officer Troy was there to 
to write the other guy a ticket. So well, that's nice. At least, yeah. At least, at least justice was served. Sure. Yeah. You remember Searles? Yeah. Okay. We're good. It wasn't my fault, and it wasn't. It wasn't. But you played with 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 Foster, and Foster was a nasty guy on the line. He was a couple couple years ahead of me, so I never. Did you learn any any habits of nasty? Well, he did the old spitting on people before the snap, spitting on their hands. I think at one point he threw up on a dude's hand on the ground and just then proceeded to beat him into the dirt the next play. Like, you know, they're all lined up pre-snap, handed the dirt. Gerald throws up. If I remember the story correctly, I this would have been my freshman or sophomore year of high school. So uh, I was not playing against him at the time. I, I think it was... I'm trying to remember the opponent, and I can't remember now. So if this was you and you're listening and Gerald Foster ever threw up on your hand before a play and then proceeded to beat you into the dirt, give us a call. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear your side of that story. But, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a classic O-lineman move. The old spit on the hand before the play, or as Gerald would, would do, uh, if I remember correctly. And I, I believe I remember correctly. It was throw up on the dude's hand and then just absolutely pancake him. The best thing to do, and, and this was pretty good for basketball, even pickup basketball, was you go play – and you don't shower, and you just get your pits all sorts of Eastern European BO-ish, where you're like Vladi Divots, where you, you haven't showered for three days. You have that, that Eastern block BO, and then you just you, you rub, your, <laughs> you rub your pit as you're trying to keep someone that's much taller and bigger than you from backing you down in the paint. I'd rather get my hand spit on on the line of scrimmage. Then, Easy. <laughs> Easy. Not even close. There's no question The look in your eye, you are absolutely disgusted right now. That's so much grosser than getting something like, you get your hand spit on, okay. Yeah, you just wipe. But you have the three-day I haven't showered BO, that's playing, playing old man Y-ball. Ugh. Dude, it, it's, if you're you're not, it's going to give you an advantage. At least some of his asthmatics thought so. Who's on the horn? Got Bill on the line. Bill, thanks for calling. Welcome to Hale Varsity. Picked go a ahead. Hell of a time to call he him. He did. With his discussion I, I, Bill, topic. get us like go, get us on the jump right in here. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll I'll try and uh, not interrupt. Uh, Boy, I, I don't want to say much about the quality of the conversation. It, it was um, it was not quality. It, 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 we were talking. Vers got us down the right path of the wrong path of of trying to mess with your teammates. Yeah, big big nasties. I'm in Norfolk. He talked about raymakers. I'm like, yep, and, uh, he would do that. Okay, and then the other thing was, <laughs> I'm in my back. I'm in my backyard uh, grilling ribs. And I went into the house to get some seasoning and sauce, and I come back out, and there's some guy on there talking about sitting in a bar in Alabama, and an 85-year-old woman buys him a drink, and he's taking her garter belt off. I'm that, like, did my dog change the channel No, that, I was that enjoying was, listening to this. That was Lars. That was Lars Anderson. Lars, we love yeah. you. Uh, and I, yeah, Lars just, he was always representing Nebraska, and I guess he... Represented Nebraska that afternoon in a bar. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was listening to. Okay, uh, the main reason I was was calling was that uh, yeah, Northwestern, and I love what Nebraska is doing so far this season. Mm-hmm. Probably should have beat Minnesota. And I'm. I'm from Minneapolis, but I've lived in Nebraska since 1990. Sure. 
Okay. When Nebraska joined the Big Ten, I I can still remember a lot of my friends saying, okay, now we don't have to deal with Texas, Oklahoma, and yada, 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 those guys. And, and I was like, oh, they were saying Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Northwestern. They said, hey, watch out. Every year I grew up in Big Ten country, every year Northwestern bites somebody in the butt. And they've already done it uh, to Minnesota. Minnesota was at twenty-one to nothing and thirty-one to ten. Northwestern beat them in overtime. North Northwestern bites somebody, and it's been Nebraska, and and you have Illinois that is always going to bite somebody. They just bit Maryland. They bit Wisconsin two years ago. Sure. So sure. it's it's a different and that, and it's that, a different Big deal. Ten West. Let's let's look at it. You guys were talking about it before, and the guy who's you know, taking garter belts off 85-year-old women, you know, he he's absolutely right about that. Lean on that defense. And Harburg has been outstanding. I don't know where uh, Coach Rule said, hey, let's maybe try this option thing. I mean, he has been outstanding on that. I, I think Nebraska's not going to beat Iowa. They're not going to beat Wisconsin. But the rest of it, that is out there. And another thing that I have noticed in watching Nebraska play is that not only is that defense very good and they yes they both both lines have been playing very very hard and very very well run the ball run that option get those timely passes good special teams seven and five sounds good we're up against a break thanks so much for the phone call appreciate yeah, you tuning okay. in you guys have fun i enjoy listening to you Thank take you. care all right uh, seven and five is is the math on that right now and now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity. Open phones here till six, and good stuff today. Matt Verzo, Lars Anderson, Mitch Sherman. Podcast is there for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the uh, video portion. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel. You can actually see Lars describing the garter belt incident. Uh, in uh, that that he was a party to in the Alabama bar, he didn't put a timeline on this, did he? And say this summer? Did he say this summer? No, this is a while ago. Yeah, this is a while ago. So Lars Anderson was with us before we said goodbye in hour one. Appreciate it. Do, for, do people actually wear garter belts anymore, aside from like weddings? I don't know. I don't think so. I have not checked nor asked. <laughs> I know I don't personally. Definitely don't. I, I, I don't wear garter belts, that's for sure. <laughs> if it would have made him throw strikes better, Junior may have. Uh, 489-1240, 489-1240, or chris at hailvarsity.com. Let's hear from Matt Rule as uh, prophetic with his his pregame against Illinois, uh, as you have uh, new episodes that rolled out, was it last night? Last night, yes, sir. Last night for the... What is it? GB Rewind, mm-hmm. the uh, the reality show that's on the Husker account on YouTube, and Rule knew what he was talking about when it came to the uh, the one foot line. As he continues to motivate, I pray with my father for every game. You know, you know, my father's prayer tonight was, and I just only share it with you because when something, when two things come together, it's exactly what we need. My father said, "I just pray that they play unleashed." And the Corey just said, "The leash is off." So the leash is off, and it's time to fight. Now you gonna fight, you gonna fight, you gonna fight when 
when, when we have them down, I know that. Are, are, are we gonna fight? Are we gonna fight when they have the ball on our one yard line? Are we gonna fight if they go up 14 nothing? Are we gonna go fight if, if we're up 14 nothing? Sherm said it. It's 0 0 on the board. It's 0 0 on the board. He said it, but we said a lot of things. We've said a lot of things. It's time people feel us. I'm tired of people not knowing who you really are. But do you know who you really are? I saw it on Sunday. I saw it on Tuesday. Now somebody else got to see it. They say a man who gets down on his knees has forgotten how to die. Ain't no re no nobody here gets down on their knees today. You fight if it means you die. You fight, you fight, you fight, and you take for once what we want. Enough of this waiting for something good to happen. Who's the guy that's supposed to make the difference? I'm surrounded by him. Now you guys freaking do it. We on the same page? Yes, fight, fight, fight. Tag and get us right. Wow. I had heard about it. Now I got to hear it. And that was super impressive. And you've got the, the words. You've got the motivation. You've got some of that mindset on the same page, Elijah. But then you got to see it happen on the field. And that's kind of what he was saying with the we've said a lot of things. Yeah. We've said a lot of things. And that's what cut deep to me. And I think everyone's going to focus on the fact that Matt Rule has this this weird fixation with his players dying on the field. I say that kiddingly, obviously. Right, right. Um, it's a it's a it's a tactic, clearly. But that was what stood out to me was the fact that he said we've said a lot of things. It's time to go show everyone who we actually are. Well, the unleashed part. Mm-hmm. They're 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 afraid to screw up, and that's an ongoing thing. And that's. Nebraska fan, we get back to what we started talking about here, the volleyball versus the football buzz for this weekend. And Nebraska fans uh, uh, <laughs> afraid to go all in just because of what should happen versus what has happened. And I tell you what, like that offense went and lived it out. That offense did not look like they were afraid of making a mistake. Against no, them. they were aggressive. They made they plenty aggressive. of mistakes, but you, you were able to trust the defense. And say, hey, despite the fact that we're going to go three of six getting points in the red zone, we trust our defense. Our defense is going to pick us up because our defense is playing unleashed. And well, they, they, they threw a deep ball on play two. Same play call that got you the strip sack out of the gate. Was that against Minnesota? Was that against, that was against Louisiana Tech, right? Second play for Harburg? Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. I'm, I'm, it's blurring. I should be better. Here is Tony White talking uh, about that goal line stand and what it did for the D, what it did for the game. Feel after that was made was that they can do anything, you know. And and again, I, I keep expressing the fact that the young men on the grass, you know, they train all year to get big and fast and strong, and then they go through drills and they go through practice. But when they do it on the grass, you know, in front of everybody, the validation and the confidence you see it right then and there. Like when they ran off to the when they ran off the sideline on that on that, you felt like they they can do anything tonight, you know. And when they did that, at any time I mean, talk about in the fourth quarter, no matter what, anytime the defense had to run on the field, those guys were geeked up. You know what I mean? So now again, they saw that they what what they had to do to get re- themselves ready to play. They saw what they're able to do when they believe and they play with confidence and swag. Now it's a matter of 
making sure we replicate those things in practice so that way they can take the grass knowing that they're ready to do that thing again. lot of process here for the Nebraska defense, the offense, the special teams, this year one team. More from Tony White, specifically the knockdown dragout games that you get in the Big Ten. There's two views, right? There's the view where if if you feel like the guys are have anxiety and they're worried, then you take on that as a defensive corner, like one mistake is going to hurt you. You know what I mean? So you're like, dang, one mistake can't hurt me. Can't hurt. Then it might affect your play calling. The the last game we played, not to, not to bring that up again, but after that goal line stand, like when those guys were ready to take the field, there there was there was no worries. It was like, hey, they're going to go out there and ball, so let's go play. You know what I mean, there, there was zero of this looking at the scoreboard, zero. They wanted to play football. They wanted it to be Sunday night. You know what I mean? So I think that's the, that's the key that – Coach Rule was able to get him to that point to know what it was like, you know, to have that kind of success. So now everything is geared towards replicating that, you know, and then increasing increasing it from there. So that worked out well for Nebraska. What they've spoken into existence was lived out on the field in a monster moment against Illinois. Now you carry it over where you don't worry about the scoreboard and it's Northwestern and you got to respect him. You got to come out with the same energy and intensity and, go to work here's coach prime after you blow a 29 point lead and uh, surprise you get to practice on saturday wait, wait 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 i don't think i have this pulled up mm, should be in my folder ah got it okay let's you're not gonna be taken care of you're not gonna be looked after you're not gonna have the luxuries of all this and you're gonna have to go out there and get it on your own and work your butt off because ain't nobody gonna give you nothing. I don't understand. I don't think you understand what this world is consists of. What we just did today was pathetic. <laughs> all the love that you received, all the love that we received, oh, you getting ready to see that flip. <laughs> and don't get beside yourself on social media and start responding to the foolishness because they're right. They're right. And we practice tomorrow. God bless. Have a wonderful night. <laughs> All the love, it's gonna flip. <laughs> hey, him and Matt Rule, same philosophy. We're practicing tomorrow. Yep. We'll wind down a Tuesday because we clearly got to practice tomorrow. Hail Varsity continues. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, it's Hail Varsity. We're powered by Herd at Sports. Big thanks, Matt Verzel. Catch him on Big Red Ramp-Up. Mike Babcock on Big Red Ramp-Up tonight. Mike Babcock tomorrow on the show. Lars Anderson joined us from the Lars office in Birmingham, Alabama. I should say Tuscaloosa is where he was at. So good to see Lars Anderson. Mitch Sherman, great stuff from Mitch. Get all of the episodes Get all of the segments you want to hear and uh, find those on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, and download the show. Tell a friend or watch the video portion of Hale Varsity Radio. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel can subscribe that way. That's also where you catch us Saturday mornings. Now, we've got quite a laundry list of traveling to do this week. We are out at the Single Barrel, so come get a whiskey and say hi. On Thursday, 4 to 6, single barrel inside the graduate, 9th and P. 
Uh, on Friday, we are up at the Herdant Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. So if you're making your way up that direction for some high school football, come by, get some cheese curds and a cocktail. Saturday, back at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate for the weekend edition show that kicks off at noon. We are on noon to two ahead of Nebraska Northwestern. And then Monday, next week, we are at Rosie's, a Big Ten Rewind, Monday night football, Rosie's downtown, Lincoln, 10th and P. So you've got options. Mm -hmm. Come see us. There's some sunglasses I've got for you. Not Prime sunglasses, but we've got some goodies. Get a koozie, too. Yeah, it's going to be 70s all week. You would not believe how many koozies I have in my house. Not only ones I've stolen from work, but also just a general (laughs) koozie collection. You need them. I got like eight in my golf bag. Gotta have them. I have a a big like jar on top of my refrigerator because, you know, I'm a a 20-somethings that lives in a house with roommates, so we don't have great like organization. Mm -hmm. We we need a female in the house, honestly, and that's not to be sexist or anything. Wow. We don't have an eye for design. Um, What if I send the bunny over? You have two dogs that are somewhat cute, so she'll... She'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That will keep you from being shivved for a little Um, while. Well, uh, I don't know how to answer this respectfully. I don't know. She's she gonna walk in and like wreck shop. Yeah, yeah. Like that—that's who she is. Our house isn't pretty. No, but it's it's neither is ours. It's a home. You know, it's homey too. And part of that home is just a a a jar. Or a bowl. She full had of what, whatever on top of the kitchen. We got what, some cool ones. To whatever she had, some contraption out. You know, because the, the 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 grass is wet, and the pups like to autograph every square inch of the upstairs with their paws. And she was getting it all touched up and cleaned up. And I just let her know before I left for work today that she missed a spot. <laughs> Never do that. And she was spraying, <laughs> and it's it's the little Swiffer thing, but it's not quite the Swiffer. It's like, sweetie, there's. There's a whole bunch of stuff you missed over there. Yeah, you didn't you didn't handle that the right way. Did Why is you? the vacuum out? Why isn't the vacuum put away? And like, dude, even with her bad eye, it gave me a glaring look. Yeah, no, it's it's not what you said; it's how you said it. Well, I was it wasn't a sarcastic tone. No, no, it's but it says, you missed a spot. She would have told me. She would have been on the other foot. Uh... I about lost my shoe. She about <laughs> lost her shoe. Tomorrow at 4, come find us at Tale Varsity. Subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play to download the podcast. A Huda Media Production.